0: there you go (laughs) dios es bueno okay now turn your neighbor said all the time yes and i'll say it again todo el tiempo god is good there you go (laughs) so see you can speak in tongues too yeah it's not just for a few it's spanish right amen we're really happy to be here and this beautiful morning, and we just got back, just as Pastor Roy was saying, uh, from Banff. We have a great time there. Um, amazing speakers. We, uh, we were so blessed of being there. And, um, and I believe, we believe, that the greatest days of our lives are not behind us, but in front of us. Amen? Do you agree with me this morning? Amen. Where are the greatest days of your life? in the past in the past they are ahead of us they are in front of us they are in our present and future so we need to take a decision sometimes and i think one of the hardest decisions for us is to let go the past but we believe that the lord is doing something new in us is doing something new in his church We need to take the decision of not living in our past and declare that the greatest season of my life is coming. Amen? And the best days of my life are ahead. Amen? And if you believe it, turn to your neighbor and say, I believe it. Shake his hand firmly and say, I believe it, brother. You believe it? The best days are not in the past, they're in the future. Because the Lord is doing something new. He always do that. The psalmist says, I will look to the mountains where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. Amen? Our help comes from Him. We need to to be um, in His presence. So we are praying for the church. How many of you are praying for the church? Amen? Raise your hand. Let me see you. Are you praying for your church? Amen. We are praying for this church. This is our church. And we need to be praying for it. And we believe that there is a shifting in the atmosphere Amen? Amen? Amen. The Holy Spirit is renewing all things because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. He's renewing all things. He's shifting the atmosphere in the house, in the church, in your life, in your family. Because that's what He does. He turns things around. That's what He does. He changes lives. He changes families. And as we cut ties with the past... That's our work. Amen? Do you bring your, the, your spiritual scissors today? Cut ties to your past. Are you ready? Cut ties. Stop living in the past. And as we cut ties with the past, with failure and defeat, we can feel Him taking us to the next level. For this reason, I encourage you to not stop praying for a Bible. Do not give up on prayer. Keep coming on Wednesdays. Keep coming. To the prayer meetings that we are having every week. Be praying for our pastors. Be praying for the church. Be praying for what the Lord is bringing to us. And make the Wednesday prayer meeting a priority in your weekly agenda. Amen? Are you here? Because the Holy Spirit is moving and you need to be in in tune with what He is doing. If not, you will miss it. There is a time where the Lord visits a congregation. There is a time where the Lord visits a city. And if we are not in tune with Him, we will miss it. Do you want to miss the movement of God? I don't. So we need to be in tune. And how we tune in? Through prayer. Amen? So, also we are starting this, uh, this week, well, the life group. Be part of it. Let's share life together. That's what church is all about. Sharing life. I firmly believe that a church exists for three reasons. One, Gather. One, gather. If we don't come to church, if we are not part of the church, if we are not involved in the church, we are not the church. It's it's just like going to a mall or a supermarket where, oh, I feel like I need more tomato soup in my house, so I'll I'll go to Walmart. You know? And sometimes we are like, okay, I, I will go to this powerful conference and I will receive the anointing and then, goodbye church. See you next year. But it is not like that. You are part of a body you're part of the body, you're a member of the church, you're a member of the body of Christ. And the body of Christ needs you. He needs you, amen? So, number one, we exist as church to gather, to gather, to stand together, to pray for one another, to help one another, amen? amen. We, 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 we exist for that. And we, we know that we can trust each other because we're family, we're the family of God. God is our Father, Amen. So number one, gather. Number two, we exist as a church to grow. We need to grow, Amen. I I would be I don't know worried if Zoe didn't grow, you know. But she's growing, and sometimes I'm I'm, I'm like praying, Lord, make it slower. I want my baby back. <laughs> I have a picture of her when she was just born. She was this small. I, I used to call her. Bichita bolita, because there's a bug in our in, in in argentina that we have that i don't know how how he does but the bug goes walking and suddenly he turns into a ball what is that in english do, do, do you have do you, do you have that here in canada i don't think so right uh, south americans anyways <laughs> we do have that there so i used to call her Bichita bolita because she was so small so cute and now look at her she's like this but that's good she's growing she's healthy Are you growing in Christ? Do you consider yourself healthy in Christ? How is your spiritual life? And if you're not, here's the church for you. To help you out. So number two, the purpose of the church, to gather and grow. And number three, to go. Go. Last words of Jesus. Go. 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 Go and make disciples amen go we need this and this is why it's so important for you to become not just an attendant of a weekly worship service but a weekly servant of the lord who deserves all the worship amen we need we need that shifting in our minds and and if we speak about renewal revival and changes we need to know that all this will happen through the intervention and work of the holy spirit So let's ask Him to have His way among us this morning. Why don't you bow your head and let's pray. Let's pray and say, Lord, have your way. Holy Spirit, come. Come, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We need you. We need your intervention in our lives, in our families, in our church, in our community. Come, Holy Spirit. Fall fresh in us. Fall fresh in us. Fall fresh, come. Come come with your presence. Fall fresh on us. Anoint us. And take us to to the next level, to a new level. Come on, open your mouth and say it. Open your lips and say it. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Holy Spirit, come. Come, 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 come. Spirit of the living God. Spirit of the living God. Come, come to this house. Spirit of the living God. Come and fill us. And fill us with your presence, and fill us with your anointing, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we need that fresh fire upon us because we need the courage that only the Holy Spirit can bring to speak boldly your word to this community, Lord. We want to stand up today in faith and and, and believe, Lord, that the greatest days are still ahead of us and are coming. And Lord, help us to be ready to receive to receive what you will do, Lord, in our midst. In the midst of your people, in Jesus' name. Now, why why don't you grab the hand of your neighbor, and let, let's pray with, with somebody else. Let's pray with somebody else. Come on. Come on, and pray, pray. And pray for him. And say, Lord, I pray for my brother my sister. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will be coming now to her life to his life will be coming now to his family will be coming now to his job to his children in jesus name because everyone that are in this room we are the children of god and we are the temple of the holy spirit and the holy spirit dwell among us so holy spirit come 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 now one more time. We want to see your signs, your wonders, your miracles. Because we believe this is the season, this is the day, and this is the time. In Jesus name, we pray for one another, Lord. We need that fresh anointing. We need that, that, that rain, that fresh rain, Lord, upon our lives. Holy Spirit, come, open the skies, open the heaven, and rain down on us. In Jesus name, and the Lord will meet each one of your needs. And the Lord will meet each one of, of, of your needs, and He will fulfill the desires of your heart. If you put your heart, your life in Him, and, 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 and said to Him, Lord, I need you. You. I need you, I need you Holy Spirit and I thank you, I thank you for what you're doing and for what I'm receiving today in Jesus name. Spirit stir up our hearts, stir up our hearts. Oh Lord, we don't want to live our life based on on an all and almost extinguished fire but we want the fresh fire from heaven in Jesus name. Amen. Amen, amen. Now, in the Bible, when we see the Spirit of the Lord moving among His people, we see that revival and renewal brings a life and passionate desire for His Word. Remember the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts? The church was gathering 120 men and women. And they were doing what? What they were doing? What they were doing? Praying. Amen. Praying. How do you pray? What, what 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 do we need to do to pray? We need to communicate, right? We need to listen and we need to speak. So you are here to listen and to speak because you know there is power in your lips. You know that? When was the last time that you woke up and said, Today is going to be a great day. When was the last time? Amen, Kevin. We need to speak life to our lives. We need to stop speaking defeat and failure. And we need to say, Lord, I believe in you. And I know that you are working in me all things for my own good. We need to speak life. So we see that this 120 men, disciples... That we're waiting and we're prophesying and we're speaking, Lord, come, Lord, come. And you know how many days they spend in prayer? Ten days. Many many of us can't stand ten minutes in prayer. (laughs) Ten days praying on their knees, forgetting about the phone, forgetting about Facebook, forgetting about anything else, praying. (laughs) It was amazing. 10 days of 24 7 praying time just being there and today we are in that same presence we do you need the spirit to fall fresh on you again do you what is the key then the key is called surrender come on surrender to the lord let's surrender our lives again like these men did and they received the holy spirit The Holy Spirit fall upon them. And the book of Acts tells us that the manifestation of this supernatural outpouring was the proclamation of the Word of God in the power and authority of the Spirit. That's the sign. The proclamation of the Word of God in the power and authority of the Spirit. And the Lord is calling you, He's calling you to stand up and proclaim the Word of God. In your community. In your house. The Lord is calling you to serve him. To speak to others about this great God that we have. That raised the dead. That healed the sick. That gives sight to the blind. Amen. That's our God. So we see Peter standing up and preaching this powerful message. And 3,000 men transformed their, their lives and came to Christ that same day. And we see also that when the Holy Spirit manifested in that same day, He manifested in tongues of fire that came to rest on each of them. And immediately the Bible tells us that they begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them and they testified and proclaimed the word of God to all the people that have not heard about Jesus yet. They started to preaching and speaking the word of, the the word of the Lord in different languages. You know what? Calgary is a blessed city. We have many nations living in this same land. So we need to raise up. We need to, we need to stand up and start preaching the word of the Lord to all these people, to all these nations. Amen? That's our goal. That's our mission in this city. When I was a kid, I dreamed about speaking in English, but I couldn't afford English classes. So my way of learning English, you know what was? Praying, number one, and number two, watching lots of movies with subtitles, and repeating the words. And then I finished uh, college, and I I started working, and I took one year of English classes. And then I I met this sweetie in Guatemala, and she's my English teacher. She corrects my sermons and messages. (laughs) And I always dream about it, and now I'm here. But it's not because of me, it's because of God's purpose. It is not because of what you can do, what you can't do. For me, it was impossible. Didn't have money. My family came from a work I mean, worker family. couldn't afford a lot of things. small house, just two bedrooms. But here I am. And it is not because something I did. And it, 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 not, it is not because of my strength. or, for, or um, it is not based on what I did. It, it is based on what he did and what he's doing. And the Lord has a purpose for you here in Canada. And the Lord has a purpose for you in this city, in your community. And He wants to He wants to use you. Amen? He wants to use you. So, we see these 120 men proclaiming the Word of God in different languages. We see them proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ to everyone. And I believe we need this. I believe it is the time to open our lips and proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe it's the time to preach the gospel and declare that there's no other name like Jesus. His name is above all names. It is the time to receive the fire of the Spirit and set a fire in our families and communities. This is the time. You're not here to waste your time. You have to live a vibrant and Spirit-filled life. Amen? Now the thing is, you want it. Or you are okay with your life right now. Do you want more? you want more? That's another key. Surrender and also ask Him for more. Because if we just said, that's enough, Lord. I'm happy like this. That's it. The Lord can't do anything else. And He needs to, He wants to. He wants you to walk in the fullness of the Spirit. He wants you to live a life based not in your past, but in your future. In what He's doing through you and in you. So let's open our hearts and ears to what the Spirit wants to share to us this morning. Amen? Now, let's start the sermon. <laughs> Point one. I'm just a simple guy. I like to put my, my sermons in, in three points. Is, is, is that all right? Three points. Point one. Look at this. The Word of God. Proclaim in the spirit. Listen to that. It's not only the word of God; it needs to be proclaimed in the spirit by you. Creates and transforms all things. Amen. The word of God proclaiming the spirit creates and transforms all things. Probably many of us can give testimony about what God has done in our lives. Amen? When we pray, hold on, and proclaim his word. Without any doubts, there is power in the word. And the enemy fears the church that boldly proclaims and live out the word of God. The enemy is afraid of the word of God. Because the word of God stops the works of the darkness. Jesus was in the desert. He was being attacked by the devil. He was praying. But even for Jesus, praying was not enough. You need to stand up and proclaim the word of God. So you need to pray. Continue praying. Come on. That's, that's your life. But second, you need to stand up. And when you're facing the devil, you have to proclaim the word of God. But spirit-filled. Not in, not in a religion way. I remember one time we have this case of demon possession in church. Amen. You ready for this story? Okay, so came this guy. Not like Chuck's, okay? Or the guy. <laughs> he came to church. <laughs> he was really skinny, actually. I mean, you were. Yeah, not you. He came to church. He came to the front. He's, he sat in the front. And suddenly we were in a prayer meeting, right? And when I was a kid, I used to attend with my family a Nazarene church, which is a really uh, classic traditional church, like Mennonites, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah so there was not a movement of the spirit i mean i learned the bible since my since i was a baby i know all the stories and everything but there was not this life of the spirit you know and this guy came to church that day i remember it was a wednesday and suddenly he st- he stood up he stood up and he started walking inside the church like crazy looking everyone at the eyes like this you know like this and the pastor couldn't do anything he was like ushers come do something there, there, there were no ushers in that time so nothing and he was looking everyone, each one of them and then he started speaking and in, in argentina we don't speak portuguese we speak spanish argentinian spanish which <laughs> which is worse to understand Anyways, and this guy started speaking in Portuguese. And he started looking at the, at the people. And he, and he said this. Você é meu. Você me pertence. A ver, hermana, que, que, habla, que habla portugues? What does that mean? You are mine. Means that. The devil was inside the house. <laughs> My goodness. So for, for some of you who believe that like well if it is a church the devil can't get inside you're speaking about vampires not the devil man okay the devil can't can come inside a building doesn't care about buildings because the church is not a building the church is you and me anyway this guy was inside looking at each one of them and I started accusing them you are mine you are mine and you know why you're mine because you're doing this and your wife doesn't know it you are mine because you ha huh, you know what you're doing And he started accusing each one of the brothers and sisters. Because the book of Revelation says that the devil is the accusers. Is the accuser of the, of the saints. Anyways, no one could stop him. I remember back then my dad, my old man, well, he didn't know about the spirit. We didn't know about the spirit. And he took the Bible, right? My dad. And started, now I'm gonna read you Psalm 911. And he tried to read the Bible to this guy. This guy threw his Bible to the floor. Didn't work. They had to call a Pentecostal pastor. Amen for the Pentecostals. Amen. <laughs> yeah, Pentecostal pastor. He he goes a Pentecostal pastor. Okay, like one hour of deliverance, the guy was free. And I remember I was twelve, I sh- and that sh- shook me. I was like, "What? This happens? This is true? It is not just in the movies?" Even more, the eyes of the guys, the eyes turned red. It was crazy, crazy. Later on, I became friend of him. Of course, he was safe already, okay? <laughs> but he told me all these creepy stories that he used to do. He was the magician of the neighborhood. You know, he he was involved in this uh, African religion called Umbandismo. It's like voodoo from Brazil, and he did a lot of stuff he could levitate one one time he was sitting in one of those chairs and one of those chairs was just standing in one uh, one leg could you do that no <laughs> it was terrible and this guy was set free like this amen and now he's a pastor that's good eh that's good amen that's the kind of god we have yeah. so how many of you are ready for a demon possession case here in church <laughs> amen. amen pastor come on. come on amen pastor i'll call you okay you. <laughs> anyways we need to be ready because this thing is real this is real man this is real we need to know this church is exciting faith is exciting seeing the works of god bringing deliverance bringing healing on this man is coming Russell Blackman he's a friend of mine he's a prophet we have seen so many miracles in Argentina and Paraguay and Chile with him I used to be his uh, translator now I'll have a break I will not translate this time <laughs> and he's a great man of God and I remember seeing so many signs and wonders with him but that is not only for a few people say with me this is also for me amen this is also for me. It's my right. It's my birthright as children of God. That's, right. That's mine, mine, mine. Amen. It is for you. So we need to the word of God proclaimed in the spirit that creates and transforms all things. We need we need to to go to change the way we see church and we need to feel part of church we need to know that church is a place where we grow and we and where we are trained to go and accomplish the great commission to go and make disciples you know what the church needs you too you need the church and the church the church we need you there was this great rule that my my parents used to have in argentina almost all the services are in the afternoon we are not really morning persons the argentinians okay so sunday afternoon sunday night sunday night at 8 30 p.m what about a service at that time <laughs> that's the normal in argentina i remember my parents have a rule if a relative an uncle uh comes to visit at that time we tell him two things one you want to come to church with us he say no okay go and do something else for three hours because i will not be home i need to go to church because we need it and during all my childhood i don't remember doing anything else on sunday but church that was great i love it and i thank god for that so we need to be part of the church because here in the church we receive the word and we proclaim the church and you can be you can be part of something bigger than yourself and your problems and your your situations so so many times the enemy tries to distract us from what is really important prayer Reading the Word and meditating the Word. And guided regularly as the church. And the Bible shows that Jesus is the Word of God. Amen? So, John 1, 1, 2, 3. Let's read book of John, chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, Jesus, was with God, the Father and the Spirit, in the beginning say with me in the beginning Beginning. through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made the word um the word word there in greek is logos which you you know that that word probably means intelligence wisdom expression or declaration now we see here in, in the beginning god created all the things through the word through jesus We know that the purpose of Jesus coming to this earth was to reveal to us the Father. Jesus became man to reveal God to us in our own language. Now we also see that Jesus is the living Word of God. It is living because when the Spirit and the Word have their way in our lives, everything becomes alive. How is your spiritual pulse? It is beating. If the Word... Abide in you. If the spirit abides in you. You will be alive. You will feel alive. You will know that you are alive. And you even more. You will, you will have the strength to give life to others. Because you will uh, share with them the gospel. So we read in John 1.3. That everything that exists in the natural. Was created first by the word in the supernatural. Yeah. Megan was created in the supernatural for me. I used to pray for her. And she came to the natural in Waramola. She's the answer to my prayers. Happy St. Valentine, baby. <laughs> now the question is, are we speaking the word of God? Are we declaring and proclaiming His word in the spirit, creating in this way new realities and new scenarios for us? Or are we just describing what we are seeing in the natural? Sometimes we come to prayer and we pray like this. Lord, I hate my boss. Lord, I hate my work. Lord, I hate everything. I hate everything. I don't know what to do, Lord. And now the car doesn't want to start. Lord, And please help me. We spend most of our prayer complaining, describing the, the situation. The Lord knows. He knows all that. You, he doesn't need you to tell him what is going on. He knows. what he wants you, Is to open your mouth and describe the new reality that by faith will come to your life. Because the Word is inside you. It's inside of you. So the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 that we live by faith, not by sight. By faith, not by sight. Now if we go to book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, 2 and 3. We read this. In the beginning, again, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Now if if we take a a deep look to this. We see in verse 1 that says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Just as John chapter 1 records, Through the word God created everything. So they go hand by hand. These two verses. This means that. It doesn't matter how long you have been suffering with this situation that you're going on or this affliction. Today you receive this word. This same day is your beginning. Because God is the God of new beginnings. Today is a new beginning. Nothing is lost. Nothing has ended. God's word has the power to bring to you a new beginning. Because the Bible tells us in Christ the old has gone and the new is here. The new is here, but then we read in verse two, and it seems strange that everything that God created, as Genesis one two says, suddenly appeared to be formless and empty. Even more, he tells us that darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the question is why? Why God didn't create everything holy just as, just at once? I believe because He wants to show us that the Word works with the Spirit, the Father and And Jesus, we're creating the space for the Spirit to work. Because in verse 2, we read about the Spirit. He started bringing order. He started to feel what, what was void. So God doesn't want just to create new things. Now listen to me. He wants to transform what you are now, even if you feel void and empty. Many of us pray, Lord, create a new me. Make me again. No! The Lord wants to transform you. He wants to take what is in you and transform it for His glory. God changed my husband. God changed my wife. No, man. How? You need the same husband and the same wife, but transformed by God. Amen? We need a transformation. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. The, and he wants to send his word to take you out of the darkness of your present situation and struggle and make his glory shine upon you look at this the word of God and the work of the spirit in your life has the power to transform the mess the emptiness and disorder of your life mess emptiness disorder in, in, in Hebrew this is called tohu bohu are you having a tohu bohu life? it's being tough it is empty it is boy. You feel like there's no purpose. You need the intervention of the Holy Spirit this morning then. To bring a new beginning. To change the way that you are seeing things. So. God has the power to transform our realities. In verse 3 we read. And God said let there be light. And there was light. Now listen to this. God is. Right now he's still saying let there be. But you have to fill the blank. So if today you feel like there's no light in your life, you can say with God, God, I believe your word, let there be light and there you will see light. Let there be healing, and there you will receive healing. Let there be joy, and there you will receive joy. Let there be peace, and there you will feel His peace. Let there be salvation, and there you will know that the hand of God is upon you. Let there be restoration, and there you will experience the living waters of the Spirit once more. Let there be provision, and there you will see heaven's gate open upon you and your family. But God is waiting on you to open your mouth and say, Let there be life. Let there be life. Let there be provision. Because I believe it. Because the word of God abides in me. I need, to, I need to be spoken. Point number two. The word of God proclaiming the spirit is full of power and authority over any circumstance. You have the power and the authority of the living God in you because the Holy Spirit lives in you you have the power and authority you have the right because he lives inside of you and when you speak he speaks but you need to walk in his presence you need to be filled with his presence and then speak as why it's the Word of God but proclaiming the Spirit is full of power and authority when we read the gospel, we realize that people were amazed at Jesus. And many of us could think that this happened because of the many miracles he did, amen? But the truth is that the people were amazed at him because of the power and authority of his word. And we are his church. And he speaks through us to this community, to this city, to this nation. Mark closes his gospel saying then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the lord worked with them and confirmed his word with the signs that accompanied it so the signs followed the word when was the last time you you saw a sign of god in your life maybe the reason it is not it is not in anything else more than you are not speaking the word of god because the signs follow the word it is clearly in your bible mark 16:20 in different parts of the gospel we see people surprised of the authority on which jesus spoke mark 4:41 they were terrified and asked each other who is this even the wind- waves obey him the people were amazed at the authority of the word of jesus now i ask you let me ask you this this morning my friend are the people around you amazed at you because of the way you speak are they amazed what are they saying about the way you talk what are they saying are you speaking the word that creates all things or just describing things through your words what are you doing did you know that jesus has delegated you his power and authority to speak to any situation and circumstance in his name you have the power and authority of the Lamb of God to speak even to any demon or darkness that could rise up against you. Now take a look at Luke 9.1. And this is so deep. Luke 9.1. Jesus took his disciples. He was about to release them to the next chapter of their lives. He was about to release them to the next level. Come on, you can't stay in the same level always. You can't spend years and years in the desert. There is a promised land for you. Right. You can't stand being just a follower. It is the time for you to be a leader. That will bring many to Christ. So the Lord wants to take them to the next level. And before sending them, He did this. Luke 9.1 When Jesus had called the twelve together, He gave them Power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure, to cure, sorry, diseases. But that was something just for those twelve. No, it's for all the disciples. It's for the church. Even more, we see it in the Great Commission. You, You have two great commissions. I like to call them the Baptist and the Pentecostal. If you're Baptist, go to Matthew 28. But if you're Pentecostal, go to Mark chapter 16 because you will see the signs and wonders right there amen the signs and wonders that follows the word speaking in tongues healing the sick delivering the signs and wonders are not just for those 12 it's for you it's for you so we have that power we have that authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases in Matthew 8:16, it says, "When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick." Are you up to this battle? There is a spiritual battle, a spiritual war going on, and the Lord is calling an army, and this brings me to the third point, the last one. The Word of God, proclaiming the Spirit, brings life to what was dead and dry. Amen? Now, there's this great story in the Gospel. I love it. Jesus was, I mean, Jesus loved to have friends. How many of us likes to have friends? Amen? And to show ourselves friends. So, Jesus had this beautiful family who were his friends. And whenever he needed a rest for ministry, he used to go to their house. I see Jesus probably there sitting with them making jokes because Jesus had a sense of humor. We see in the Gospels many things he did. Like that time he spit on, remember? On, on earth, on the, the soil. And he made mud and cured the blind man doing, using that method. Could you imagine if we will continue using that me- method right now for prayer? <laughs> Instead of the oil, we, we would need mud. Where's the mud? <laughs> Anyways, in John eleven five. We see the reason why Jesus loved Lazarus. And that's the guy that I want to speak to you in this last point of the sermon. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister, Mary, and Lazarus. He loved the whole family. I have good news for you. Jesus loves your family. Not only you. Amen? Could you raise your hand and say, Jesus loves my family? Even my mother-in-law. Amen. His grace and mercy is so big. <laughs> Everyone. Jesus loved Martha, loved Mary, loved Lazarus. Why did Jesus loved this family so much to the point of stop what He was doing and meet them in their time of affliction? Jesus was busy when this thing happened. When Lazarus died, he was busy. He was probably in his biggest tour. He was busy reaching thousands with the kingdom, with the word of the kingdom. but suddenly he stopped, because he cares about you he cares because you know why because they were his friends jesus cared about his friends are you a friend of jesus are you a friend of god jesus said i will not call you servants i will call you friends Woof, friends and if we are his friends then we are brothers and sisters and we also what we are friends so just like that old gospel song said you have a friend of me Amen. <laughs> you have a friend on me. Do, do, do. No? Okay, I, have, I, have, I need to try harder in my English jokes. It okay, doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't work that much. Anyways, probably in Spanish will work. Now the question is, are we truly friends of Jesus? Because we can say, yeah, I'm a friend of Jesus. But are you? Probably most of us will say, yes, we are. Then let me ask you, how important is his church to you? Because you can't have a relationship with the head without the body. You can't have a relationship with Jesus without His church. Jesus wants to be your friend. Be friend. Be friend of Him. Because He cares about you. When we have a true relationship with Jesus, when His same word will bring life to those things that have died in us. So what things do you feel are dying in you? Because He came to see His friend. His friend was dying. Well, actually, He died. Because he cares. So if you are a friend of Jesus, he will come and meet you where you are. And if there are things in your life that are dying or have died, he will raise them up again. Amen? Because if he did it with Lazarus, he will do it with you too. So what things you feel are dying in you? Your passion for God? Your commitment to him? Your faith? Your obedience? Your calling? Where is your calling? Oh, that was the thing for when I was a kid. No, God called you to serve Him. you calling? Have died? What about your relationships, your family, your health, your joy? And just like He called Lazarus out of the tomb, He's calling you to life. He's saying, come out! You have been living too long in the tomb of depression. Wounds, bitterness, apathy, or lack of faith. It has been too long. For some of us, maybe have has been more than just for days. Maybe have been weeks, months, years. But because you are a friend of Jesus, he came to meet you this morning. And declared this powerful word upon you. I command you to come out. That's what he did with his friend Lazarus. Lazarus, come out. So he's calling you. Matt, come out. Farid, come out. Come out boom also notice that jesus didn't take a long time to pray over this situation with lazarus he didn't say okay just wait i need 44 hours of prayer i need to do my devo first and and then i will go see him no he just went you know why because the word abiding him because he's the word and the word abiding you so come on Go and face that situation and say, in the name of Jesus, you have to be transformed and you have to come alive. You have to stand up in front of that tomb in your life and say, it's enough, it's over, no more. And then speak the word of God that brings life. Come out, because the heavens move when the word of God is released and declared. Now I would like you to grab this in the spirit. The same hard situation that Lazarus, Martha and Mary were living. The same situation that the enemy thought will bring failure and defeat. Brought the glory of God to this household. When the word of God was released. When Lazarus died. The hopes of Martha and Mary also died. Because he was the provider. Suddenly no more Lazarus. Suddenly no more, no, no more jobs. No more work suddenly no more marriage what happened when those suddenly comes to our life we need to come to jesus and remember that he's our friend, and we need to go and say jesus come on stand by my side and let's face this together and you have to speak you have to open your lips and say now in the name of jesus marriage come out work come out my healing come out in the name of the almighty lord jesus amen that's your authority that's your power now I want to take you to this last passage Ezekiel 37 in Ezekiel 37 we see God bringing the prophet Ezekiel to the middle to the middle of a valley full of dry bones and it's just a story like Lazarus everything was there everything had died but here we see we see this it says in verse 1 the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley it was full of bones whoa Beautiful place to go in summer amen <laughs> he led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley bones that were very dry he asked me son of man can these bones live I said sovereign Lord you alone know then he said to me prophesy to these bones and say to them dry bones hear the word of the Lord And this is when the Sovereign Lord says to these bones, I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesy as I was commanded. That's the key. Obedience. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say do it this is what the sovereign lord says come breath from the four winds and breathe into this lane that they may live so i prophesy as he commanded me and i and breath entered them they came to life and stood up on their feet and this is the best part i love the whole story but this is the best part what was the scenario before just a belly full of dry bones dry bones And suddenly, it was a different scenario. When the Word of God jumped in. When the Word of God was released. Now we see a vast army. Church, you are a vast army. The Lord is calling you to be an army. The army of God. In verse 2. The Lord took Ezekiel and made him walk among this vast valley full of dry bones. I believe that like Ezekiel many times, God lead us to confront the situation we are going through. We need to learn to face things. Stop running away from from your problems, from your situation and your struggles. We need to learn to face things. No escape of things. If you can face it, then God can fight it. You need to see things. You need to face things. So what problems do you need to face today? But the best thing is that you will not face it alone. You will face it with Jesus. Verse 3 is one of those perplexing verses that we find in the Bible. God, who knows everything, amen, beforehand, he asked the prophet, he had this great conversation with him. and said, son of man, just put your name there. Son of man, can these bones live? Roger, can these bones live? can Wow, why does God ask Ezekiel something that he already knew? Because God was first developing the miracle in the heart of Ezekiel. He wanted to hear his answer. He wanted to hear his faith. So God is asking you the same today. Do you believe that you will get a job this month? Do you believe that I could heal your marriage? Do you believe... That your ministry is not over. Do you believe? He wants to hear your words. He wants to hear your answer. Because that will prove that you have faith. And when you open your lips. The miracle will start happening. But it will start happening first here. In your heart. So the prophet needed to believe first. And then speak. This is a key for things to change in your life. If you don't believe in your heart first. First. Doesn't matter how hard you try, doesn't matter how many hours you spend praying, doesn't matter how hard you try to shout it out, but inside of you you are like, no, this will not happen. How this could happen? How 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 I will be healed? How I'm gonna get a job in this climate. And you have to believe it. You have to believe and then speak. You need to believe the word and then the miracle needs to be born first in your heart. So we need to have the conviction, listen to me, that what we expect to happen will Happen. Conviction. In verse in verse 4 it says, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Many times the answer to the miracle will be in your lips. God wants to do it in you and then through you, not only for you. Amen? God wants to do things in your life, but He wants to do those very same things in you first, and then through you, not only for you. Because, you know what? He wants to... Uh, to call you into action. He wants to partner with you. In verse 7 it says, So I prophesied and I, I, as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying there was a noise, a rattling noise. And the bones came together bone to bone. But there was no breath in them. Oh, so sad. Now what? Now we have something that looked like a person but it's not alive. What's the point of that? But the thing is this. There's a word that I will add there. But there was no breath in them yet. God was working in stages. He works like that. He was showing the prophet that many times revival and changes come through process. Process. There's a power in the process. God has given Ezekiel authority to prophesy and to release the same breath of heaven, the wind of the Spirit to descend upon that valley. And when he did, everything changed. When he opened his mouth, everything changed. In this passage, you will find the word Spirit. Listen to me, eight times. Eight means new beginnings. We're talking today about new beginnings through the Word of God. God was teaching Ezekiel how to speak prophetically, prophetically, and he wants to teach you too. Doesn't depend on a prophet, doesn't depend on a leader, on a pastor, or apostle. It's in you. God instructed Ezekiel to act on a level of authority that he didn't know before. And he wants to take you to that level too. God taught him how to discern the times and seasons and led him to prophesy in stages. And he wants to teach you to discern the time you're living and prophesy over any situation that you may be facing. God delegated on him his word of authority to command the natural and the supernatural. God wants you to know that you have the same level of authority in Jesus Christ our Lord Savior savior just and just like ezekiel obeyed immediately when, Jesus, when god commanded him to speak the word we must be quick to declare the word every night you have to go where your children sleep and you have to pray over them and prophesy over them every night because you know who has the maximum authority over, over your children it's not the pastor it's not the leaders it is you you are the father you are the mother come on raise up and prophesy over those children Speak the word. Who has the maximum authority over, uh, 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 over the marriage? The couple. So you have to partner with your, with your wife, with your husband, and prophesy greatest things o- upon your marriage. But you have to stand up. And God is still asking the same question. Can these bones live? Hey, son of man, can these bones live? He's waiting for your answer. He's waiting. Finally, Ezekiel you see the total transformation of those bones into an army and you will see how god will transform your reality of failure to victory he wants you to be part of this mighty army that is marching bringing the gospel to this city it's an army families restore and transform to help other families to find jesus it's an army amen so roger how does this work okay This works like this in three steps. I need three volunteers this morning, please. Three, three persons. Come on, Paul. Come on, Matt. One more. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, come, come to the front. Here, please, in the front, in in front of the pulpit. So it works like this. You will be here, okay, Matt. You will be here in this other side. God speaks. His word speaks to us. Okay? And now we need to come to him and listen to him. And we need to do three things. Are you ready? Number one, we need to receive the word. So the Lord said, I am your shepherd. I will provide. Psalm 23.1 So you have to receive that word. But he will give you the word, but it depends on you if you accept it or not. If you say, Yes, Lord, I trust you, or No. Just the same question he did with Ezekiel, son of man. Cool these bones, live. Can these bones come alive again? So God says, I'm your healer. You receive the word. What do you do then? You take the word. And this is your situation here sickness. Sorry, today. <laughs> okay? Sickness, let's say, or lack of job, or financial struggles, okay? Which one you you like more? Financial struggles. There you go. There you go. My sister, amen. That's, yeah. So, he received the word. He has the word. He received the word. And now he had to release, send the word, release the word. Push him, please. Release him. (laughs) Más fuerte. Release the word. And the, come on, the word's not the heart. Oh <laughs> and the word comes and faces the situation. And you know what the word does with the situation? You may be seated. Take it out of the picture. Get out. <laughs> Thank you. So, no more financial struggles. And you know what the word does? Comes back again to you. And whenever you face another situation, another struggle, marriage problems, whatever. You have to receive the word and send the word. Receive the word. Recibe la palabra. Envía la palabra. There you go. Send the word. And the word, for example, I'm divorced. Uh, what the word would do with me? Amen. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> exactly. You get it? It's that simple. Receive the word. Receive the word repeat the word declared and god what we what he will do he will complete the word amen thank you my friends thank you just like that just like that so how many of you are are ready to pray now amen could we could we have some piano in the back please thank you amen I would like you to bow your head and close your eyes and just think of everything that God is saying today, that His Spirit is saying to us. Lord, we live by Your Word. Your very Word spoken to us. Even more, this is the air I breathe and we are desperate, Lord, for You. Come on, open your lips and say, Lord, I'm desperate for You. I'm desperate for You. I need You. I need You, Holy Spirit. I need You. I need you I need you to take control of my life I want to surrender surrender everything to you I give it up I give it all to you Lord in Jesus name and if today you're facing any if if today you're facing any of these struggles if you are struggling with your marriage with your family hear to the word of God it's not over it's not done I'm your healer listen to me God wants to release his word to your family I see your house I see your living room and in the center of your living room there's a throne and in the throne is Jesus I see your children serving God I see your kids worshiping the Lord I see your marriage strong as ever because of the word of God because of what God is doing in you God said it's not over it's not over brother it's not over I'm on it but I need you to believe God needs you to believe that he can do it he's asking you do you believe do you believe that these bones will come alive do you you believe that this mountain can be moved Do you believe? Put your faith in God today. Put your faith in Him. This week I was praying for the church. And the Lord gave me this passage to share with you. Ezekiel 36 says, But you, mountains of Israel, will produce branches and fruit for my people Israel. For they will soon come home. I am concerned for you, and I will look on you with favor. You will be plowed and sown, and I will cause many people to live on you. Yes, all of Israel. The towns will be inhabited, and the ruins re- be rebuilt. God promised to restore relationships this morning. I will increase the number of people and animals living on you and they will be fruitful and become numerous. I will settle people on you as in the past and will make you prosper more than before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. I will cause people, my people Israel, to live on you. They will possess you and you will be their inheritance. You will never again deprive them of their children. The Lord is shifting the atmosphere in this household and he's bringing something new. And if this morning you want to receive, you want to receive prayer, and if in this morning you want, you are touched by God and you feel like you have to come to the altar, come, come, and we will pray for you. We will pray with you. We will pray that the Holy Spirit will fall afresh on you again. And if you have to go home, just go home. That's all right. But if you want more of God, please stand up, put on your feet, and let's praise Him. I so said, God... Here we are. We need you. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come to the altar. If, if you need prayer, come. The Lord wants to seal your heart with your word, with his word. And he wants you to receive his word so you can release it in your house when you come today When you come home, you will not be the same. This is your house, Holy Spirit. It's the house of the Spirit. This is a Bethlehem, the house of bread. And the Bible says that the bread represents the word of God. So, this is a house of prophetic word. This is a house where the power of the Holy Spirit is moving. And you will see things. Clearly after this, after the a touch of God. Oh, hallelujah.
1: Jesus I need.